Hey, this is Carrie Peters and Stacey Morgenstern. And welcome to Better Than Ever, a Health Coach Institute podcast, where we're here to question how we do life because the normal rules no longer apply. Hey guys, Hannah Duncan here from the HCI Dream Team, welcoming you to a bonus episode for Better Than Ever, a Health Coach Institute podcast. We've added this helpful tip from Carrie Peters herself on five keys to overcoming overwhelm. Take it away, Carrie. Five keys to overcoming overwhelm. So let's talk about first, what is overwhelm? Well, I was curious, so I looked up the dictionary definition of overwhelm and I cracked up. So the dictionary definition is to bury or drown beneath a huge mass. That sounds about right. To bury or drown beneath a huge mass. Holy mackerel. So what's cool about that definition, in addition to the fact that it's funny, is that the solution to overwhelm actually is in the definition. So if you're being buried or drowned beneath a huge mass, it goes to figure that you just need to shrink the mass so that it's not burying you or drowning you. So that means that overwhelm is solved when you chunk things down to smaller steps. So if you're in overwhelm, it's likely that you are imagining or worrying or thinking about too many things at once or thinking too far into the future. So let's jump into the checklist about five keys to overcome this overwhelm. Because I, I want to talk about these five steps and I think you're going to like them. Get re- get your comment fingers ready, your itchy comment finger. Well, itchy fingers, that's you know, sometimes I say things that I go, that's really not at all what I meant. And actually it sounds potentially terrible. So let's not say itchy fingers. Let's say eager comment fingers. We'll <laughs> get them ready because I'm really interested to hear what you're going to have to say about these five keys. So the first one is to invest in a coach or a mentor that can help you see the forest for the trees. You really need someone who's been where you are has passed where you are and can help you figure out the small steps and easy fixes that can take you forward. And I would say when people ask me, what is the key to my success? I I feel like I've said this a million times, but I'll share it again with you is that I have always hired coaches and mentors who saved me from myself because I will get overwhelmed. I will flip out. I won't know what to do. I won't be able to necessarily prioritize things in the way that I could that's the most efficient. And it's taken me years of being coached, being a client to learn how to do that. So you want to invest in a mentor or a coach. And oftentimes, especially when I was first starting, I just graduated from school. I was like, I just paid for school. Why would I pay for a coach? I should be able to figure this all out myself. Well, let me tell you, that didn't work out too well. It ultimately worked out well in the end, but I lost at least two years just floundering and not being successful and really suffering and getting frustrated. So I really, really recommend you must have a coach. You must have a mentor of some sort to help you with your business, to help you move forward so that you can stay in action and out of overwhelm. Okay. The second tip is to, I like this one is to tame your to-do list. And this is a tip that I learned from a coach that I mentored with for many years. His name is Kendall Summerhawk. (laughs) She got it from a mentor of hers. I can't remember who it was, but it was like a boom revelation for me because I don't know about you, but I'm a big list person. I like making lists. I like to do lists because my memory is not great. I will forget 
If I don't write something down, I will forget it. So I would make a ton of lists, but the lists would become sort of overwhelming. They started to feel like that huge mass that was burying me under the list. So the tip that Kendall gave me that she learned from a mentor of hers was to get rid of your to-do list. And when I heard that, I was like, sacrilege, how dare you? I'm never getting rid of my, like my link to sanity. She said, no, I'm serious. You want to put, if you have something on your to-do list, you want to go ahead and put it right in your calendar. Don't let it sit on a list. You actually want to schedule it in your day, personal errands, whatever it is, make sure that it's scheduled in your calendar. And now you can make a mini list in your calendar. For example, um, I might from three to three thirty PM, maybe I have to do in that half an hour, several things. So I'll make a little list for that time period. It'll say, you know, call potential referral partner, call five venues to book a talk. And that's what I'm doing in that half hour. So there's my list, but it's on my calendar and I don't have to sit and freak out and go, Oh my gosh, when am I getting that done? Or maybe from, you know, nine to 10 AM in the morning, I'm going to do personal errands. So I would put on my calendar personal errands. And then in the description of that little event, I would write a list like dry cleaner, grocery store, pick up, you know, duplicate keys for my apartment or whatever. Um, so that everything is on the calendar. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, when is everything going to get done? Now, if you're someone who's like, there's no possible way, because when you're first starting out, you are wearing every hat in your business. You know, I have a, now have a, uh, a personal assistant and a team. Believe me, I did not have that. When I started out, I had me. That was it. So I had a lot longer list than I might have now. However, what I would do is I would make a main list called the brain dump list. That's what you want to do. Brain dump list where you literally just like vomit out of your mind every single thing that you have to do and everything that you're stressing about just on a piece of paper. Then, or, you know, on your computer, whatever. Then go to your calendar and then start calendaring in the most important tasks. Maybe you do this at the beginning of a week or whatever. You just schedule like your tasks for the week and then you don't look at that brain dump list again. Don't do that because again, you will be buried beneath a huge mass that is the brain dump list. That's just too overwhelming. So again, just to recap here, the tips are to put your to-do list in your calendar right away. Like make an appointment with yourself for your to-do list. If you have too many tasks for that, then you go to um, a brain dump master list that you only look at once a week. And then the third tip for this, this um, part on the checklist, I would say is to make best friends with your calendar. Not everybody is, I'm kind of type A about my calendar. I, I, when I was in health coaching school, I worked for um, a chief nurse executive at Northwestern Memorial Hospital here in Chicago. And I was her executive assistant, which is hilarious because I kind of had no business doing that and no background doing it, but whatever. So I was there. She was the single most organized person I had ever seen in my life. And she was like meticulous about her calendar. And I saw that she was able to get, she was in charge of thousands of nurses at that hospital. She was in charge of so many things, but because she was so insanely meticulous about her calendar, she was able to get a lot done. And I, really took that away from that. Little did I know that that was going to be one of many benefits and many learnings that I had from that job that would help me in business later. 
but I have become really, really meticulous about my calendar. And before I did that, I would have the experience of calendaring everything out and then looking at the day and feeling sad. Like, Oh, my whole day. Oh, where's my freedom? You know, like this feels too scheduled. And I do get that. However, I would say that when you are very specific about a calendar, like I calendar in breaks for meals, breaks for acupuncture, breaks for my coaching sessions with my coaches, um, time off, weekends off. Like I, I, all of that's in the calendar. So what I end up experiencing is more freedom and not less. Fascinating. So let's go on to, um, key number three. So you want to develop something called a one day at a time discipline. This is like a discipline for sure, especially for those of us who are very future minded and we really like and have fun thinking, you know, uh, a week out, two weeks out, three weeks out, one year out, five years out, like, Ooh, what's happening in the future. But then all of a sudden, like all of the future can start weighing on you and you can freak out. So you want to develop this discipline of one day at a time. And it's like, I always think of a horse in a horse race with the blinders on this. I don't know if all horses and all horse races wear blinders, but there are some that do. And they're like on the sides of their head. And I sort of mentally do that to myself of like, this is the one task that's in front of me. Yes, there's a lot going on out here, but I am focused here. Um, and that that does require practice because, um, it can be easy. It can be easy to be like, ah, there's just too much going on, right? So you want to be here focusing on one task at a time. Only think about what you're accomplishing today and keep things in a small chunk size. Have small tasks on your calendar. You are not going to become Deepak Chopra overnight. Don't put that pressure on yourself. I'm not going to do that either. So don't make yourself do that. Just focus on small little things at a time. Um, and making sure that I think I mentioned this previously, but that you spend time planning your days. Um, and if you don't know what to focus on, you're always focusing on your current clients and servicing them. This is from previous video. You're always focusing on methods to enroll new clients, whether that's in your local area or online. Um, and then you're focusing on any upcoming launches and like strategizing where your business is going to go. Those are your three focuses all the time. And that's, how that looks changes as the phases of your business grow. And we can talk about more of that more in another video. Fourth tip, fourth key is to hire help. Girl, you don't have to do it all by yourself. I tell you, I'm very guilty of that. And I resisted this a lot. I really did. Uh, especially a personal assistant. My uh, mentor, Kendall, was uh, pushing me harsh. So get a personal assistant. You're doing a $15 job, you know, $15 an hour job, and your time is worth $1,000 an hour. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so now when I first started out, that was not the case. My time was not worth that much yet. Um, but I did, the first hire that I did when I was starting out was a cleaning crew. I, I had a how people come to clean my apartment because I'm obsessed about having a clean home, but I don't particularly like to do it. So that was the first hire. The second hire was a virtual assistant and that was five hours a month. I think she was $35 an hour. And I found her on a website called assist you assist the letter you.com. And then my, after I had her and then we had a, let's see, I ended up partnering with Stacy 
we hired one person to help us, then a second person to help us. And then it was starting to get ridiculous uh, that I didn't have a personal assistant and I hired one. But ultimately what the, the tip is about is just getting help. You really can do it all, but you cannot do it all alone. That is for shizzle. So you want it wherever you are in your business, whatever you can delegate out or farm out to other people, do it. And if you think no one else can do X as well as me, I, I ask you to question that. Um, that may or may not be true. And you want to question it so that you could get everything off your plate that you can get off your plate so you don't experience overwhelm. Fifth key is to check in on the positive intention of overwhelm because there's always a positive intention. So overwhelm can be a practical reality. We can have a million things going on. I, for example, right now, I would show you a screenshot of my calendar, but I don't want to scare you <laughs> because there's, I took a screenshot and I was like, no, I shouldn't do that because there is a lot going on and it's all happening at one time, everything at once. And I'm sure many of you have the same experience. You have a million things going on. And if you have children, they've got a million things going on. So there is the practical reality of, oh my gosh, there's a lot going on. Oh my gosh, there are massive life changes occurring for certain that can trigger overwhelm. And also overwhelm can be a pattern that we create to manage fear. So stick with me on this for a second. If you consider that every behavior has a positive intention, every behavior, positive intention, um, overwhelm, I guess you could argue is that a behavior, but it is an experience that has a positive intention. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you want to check in and observe yourself and going, wow, I am really overwhelmed right now. What might be the positive intention of this overwhelm? How is this overwhelm actually benefiting me right now? So let me give you an example. And then I'm excited to hear your comments about this. Quick example. So when I felt overwhelmed in my business, in my life, um, what I've noticed is if th like things were growing, things were moving, changing, or events, or reluctantly healthy show, or whatever, um, I, it was always connected to a belief that there were big things coming and I wouldn't be able to handle the responsibility. So I would experience overwhelm. And the positive intention of that overwhelm was really to keep me safe and protect me from what seemed to me like these big, scary responsibilities. Here's another example um, with the wedding planning. And I'm sure many of you have planned a wedding. Oh my God. And I even have a wedding planner. <laughs> It can still be overwhelming. And I've noticed that the time that I felt the most overwhelmed is when I am extremely worried about what other people and family are going to think about the wedding. That's then I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, oh, there's people. And everybody has an opinion about a wedding and they'll share it with you. <laughs> and if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. So, but at the end of the day, the your, you know, my intention with the wedding is I want to make everybody happy. I want everybody to have a good time. And when I get too worried about every single person and making every single person happy, I become totally overwhelmed. So what's the positive intention of that overwhelm? Well, it's probably to remind me that, hey, guess what? You get to relax. People are not that worried about the details. If they're worried about something and they're not happy with something, they'll get over it. Like, this is okay. This is not a big deal. You need to relax and take some time for yourself. 
Thanks for tuning in to Better Than Ever, a Health Coach Institute podcast. For more information on our programs, please go to www.healthcoachinstitute.com. Comment and share if you like what you hear.